Yeah. Ready, steady, go. go. Hello, darkness. <laughs> My old friend. Yes. We come to podcast here again. We have. The uh, dreadliest one. Uh, we were Paxers. Uh, as you can see, I finally got my headphones. Thank goodness. Just now over at uh, Supercuts right next door. Oh, is it Super? Oh, I think it was Great Clips. Great, oh, yes, great Clips. Supercuts, Great nice. Clips, Sport Clips. All, all the clipping. They, to me. Pretty much. Pretty anyway, much. Uh, got my hair cut finally. You're, you're presentable. Thank you. We can finally take you out again. Thank you. And then uh, <laughs> we started discussing grooming. Yes. And uh, we both, uh, we're chuckling ever so slightly about hello kitty trying to deny that he is i just groomed himself now that he's all skinny faced he, and he looks good looks good uh he looks good but he's uh adopted the, the doa look and that's why i'm i'm neither going to confirm deny i'm not i'm not weighing in on that one he's doa kitty now <laughs> He's your little, he's your kitten. It's now. It is part of our guerrilla marketing campaign for Doa Kitty 2020. Be the bacon. Yeah. Do you see that? Uh, I saw that. There's yeah. several guys out there. You guys should, uh, should form a political ticket, not running for real office, I guess, running for the bacon. It would be, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how we could possibly run for real office, One although you, I do intend to write to myself. It'd have to be national office. Actually, the only office you could run together for would be president. Would so, be president. Right. I'm not sure you want to do that. But I don't. But I don't know how South Cackalacky uh, works, how it works how, south of McDougal, but north of McDougal, the governor and the lieutenant governor. They, they don't even have to be the same party. Often are not. And they're not right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, although well, I will say. I don't think they have to be as president and vice president. I don't think they have to be. No, no I think that's I just something do. that's evolved. It's just the way that we've done it. Right. Running as a ticket has evolved. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's because, I mean, it, and it behooves those in power to stay in power by having people that don't necessarily know one way or the other to run and vote party. And so they want you just, you know, hey, our party believes this. This is the straight party line. Right. Just vote for all these people because we promise they're doing the things that you, we say that you want to believe in. I find that convenient. I don't really sure. I don't uh, agree with it. want to dig into what, what the, you know, the two guys were running for commissioner of agriculture. <laughs> I'm not going to follow that platform this, this so closely. That, yeah. This guy's deeply into sorghum. Sure. Uh, I won't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an oat man. Oats only. Soy only. Uh, have it. You know, the judges run by party. They didn't for a while. Now they're doing North Carolina. And I'm yeah. like, I, uh, I don't that know. That seems out of sorts to me, but, but what do I know? Well, I think you want to know their leanings, but I mean, you know, I have tried many, many cases and uh, before judges, that I was, judges that I'm assuming were Democrats or whatever, Republicans, whatever, and I, I never. It's never really come up. Never come up. Because I just I mean, the law is the I law well, to some degree. But they have personal biases maybe like sure. we all do that sure. might, you know. Yeah, tend uh, for them to interpret or, or lean one way. Or, sure. Or, yeah, sure. But, you know, I think judges, in you know, my experience as a lawyer, they do a really good job setting aside their personal stuff. This is on our level. You know, right. now right. at the, you know, the national level, and now we're embroiled in another interesting uh, associate Supreme Court justice. Um, yeah. Runs, you know, surprisingly, of course, the departing Justice Ginsburg is, was a, person of the left yep uh put on the bench by bill clinton if i recall in 1993 uh, that could be i don't yep. i don't know yeah uh and now the the person that will replace her will very likely be nominated by president trump who's republican seems like it's going that way and there's republican senate and will quite likely it's um quite likely confirm i don't pretend like i'm going to know how in the world that is all going to happen or her. I, I understand the list of potential substitutes or more replacements for justice Ginsburg will uh, be what a lawyer would call a, um, a constitutionalist, I guess, or textualist. In other words, okay. the law is written when it's written. It's, you have to interpret it that way. You can't say, Oh, what, what do you got? What would these guys think it means today if they were alive? So, ah, okay. So more of a kind of a literalist to how it was written, like a, commander's intent kind of a more like uh you know that they didn't know when they wrote this you know they would have this okay. but this is probably what they this, this is what they would have thought right had that had this been a thing right. back that's then. the idea of the uh living breathing constitution that seems to be yeah more of a concept of the left i guess okay than the right the right would tend to be more of a textualist which would be approach. a little a, a little says, more to the says what it says okay says what it says. yeah okay all right 
And, but you think the list right now looks like it will be more of the interpretive kind? Or no, the, the no, no way, it'll be the other way. Yeah, that's yeah, so what I would right, think right, for, right. for, for yeah, the, Any other thing that you hear about uh, Supreme Court justices is whether they're activists or not. And that doesn't mean uh, I have that, heard that. That yeah. doesn't mean you know they go. They yeah, they're go, not out protesting. But no, I, I that's funny. I didn't think of that. I thought about like go on a treadmill or something. Um, <laughs> no, it, it means that they yeah. they are more open to the concept of legislating from the bench. In other words, yeah, 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 yeah. A a someone who's not a more conservative, I guess, just justice would be. Well, look, that's Congress's job, and it's our job to determine whether or not yeah. this particular law that either Congress or a state has. Um, enshrined into its law, whether or not that conforms to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. But we're not supposed to rewrite it, or we're not supposed to write anything. Right, law. that's not our. We, yeah. don't, we don't make law. We interpret it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how it all shakes out. It's going to be interesting. Oh my goodness. But I'll say this, uh, and only this. Pff, what a lie. I'll say this. He'll only say that. He'll say this and only this for one more minute. Whoever it is is not going to matter in your daily lives, brothers. Still going to have to go out doing about the business you're going to do. And that's, uh, and we've discussed that concept here before, but man, if, if you would just stick to the three P's. Sure. Just, the, just stick to it, man. Don't things spend, that you can influence, right? Don't spend a lot of man energy worrying about who the Supreme Court justices are because you know what? They ain't worrying about who you are. <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you've been to law school, as I have been, and, uh, you would be able to say with quite assurance, regardless of where they are politically or whatever, it's probably guaranteed that there's nine because there's nine justices. Mm-hmm. One chief and eight associates are probably the strangest people you're ever going to have met in your life if you ever sat down with one. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, what's all this business? And I don't want to get too deep into it. And so if this opens up a can of worms, just say we sure. can't, we're not going to talk about that right now. But Well, luckily for you, I'm like a, I'm like a carpenter. How's that? Meaning like the law to me is like, a saw and a hammer and a, you know, a level and a, right. you know, I mean, I, I'm not capable of deep interpreting that. <laughs> okay. Fair. I mean, no, like, so if you're going to no, no, I got you. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just all the, I've heard all this stuff about like, there's oh, one man I can guarantee he's never going to be Supreme Court justice. He has two thumbs. That's right. Uh, this smart, idea of ex- expanding the, the, the court. Have you heard that? Oh, adding, adding, I, I justice. adding justice. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Well, in the constitution, there's no specific set number. Um, and I think, oh gosh, for the first half, first half of the 1800s, it was less, like five or something like that. Really? Uh, yeah. So and it's, in the modern area, it's always been nine. Yeah. And then uh, President Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, not Theodore Roosevelt. Um, FD. FDR, uh, during the, the New Deal, had um, came up with this thing. I don't think, forget exactly what it was called. Um, part of something he tried to pass through, and I think it set prices. Oh, okay, he had several things that mm-hmm. that got rejected by the Supreme Court as being uh, unconstitutional, and he announced his intention to add just because the Supreme Court was, I guess, more of the conservative. Mm-hmm you know, variety in the early thirties and, and wasn't moving fast enough for him. So he's like, you know what we ought to do. And that was called packing the court. Yeah. That's the term. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think he ever got around to it. He's wise. You know, people talked him out of it. Right. I think the number nine is statutory. I know it's not constitutional. Yeah. It's just sort of the, this is kind of the way we've always done it sort of thing. Statutes could be, could be amended, changed. You know, I don't, don't believe it would take a constitutional amendment to, to to, change, to change that. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and this is a... Nine's enough. <sighs> Good. I mean, I think five. Where do you draw the... I mean, you, know, Pell, you go to a court of appeals, you get three. You get three? Yeah. Well, as long as there's a tiebreaker, what... I mean, the Supreme Court, I get it. There's a big and it's complicated and you want people, you know, you want to have enough voices in the room that right. it's, you know... Right. It's balanced. And I get that. But I think nine is a pretty freaking good number, but right. um, but I'm not an expert. You know, because it's time. my job, you know, I read... Supreme Court opinions from time to time is very sure, rare. Sure, that is the Supreme Court opinion affects the practice of law of your average country lawyer. Very rare. Mm-hmm. Just does almost, that almost never. come up? Yeah, almost never. Um, now, criminal law a little different because they have a lot of uh, Fourth Amendment cases, you know, and like sure, uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, but not. As a commercial litigator, which is what I am, yeah, it's rarely, it doesn't come up. It really comes up, you yeah. know. So, I, but I've read them, you know, and I know how to read them. Yeah, but I bet you the average uh, Jamoke has not read one, 
And uh, as an average Dramoke, I can just yeah, go ahead and tell you. <laughs> when I hear people fighting about it, you know, yeah. of course, the big one is Roe v. Wade. People fight about that. I'm like, you ever sat down and read that thing? I mean, I had to read it in law school. I haven't touched right. it since then. But it's, you know, it's, it doesn't say exactly what people think it says. Yeah. No, the, what, and, what people argue about usually is the interpretation that sure, right. whatever media outlet is right. putting on it at that moment, right. you know, is, yeah. Right. And they're arguing about that, but they think that's what it says. But who knows? The main thing it's funny that I hear people say, and a lot of times, really smart people actually i would have thought this but for law school sure. i haven't been a lawyer sure. if roe v wade was overturned today okay right now i'll ask somebody who's like we got to protect roe v wade i'm like okay yeah. if roe v wade was overturned today what would happen tomorrow and a lot of people will say well abortion will be illegal yeah but so what do you say what do you think the answer to that question well, i have no idea okay yeah, and, I, and, and I'm not being glib. No, no, I, no, that's right. I, I truly have no idea, and I, I've never really paid that much attention. Well, the answer to the question, the short answer is nothing. So if Roe v. Wade was overturned today, tomorrow, uh, you know, the matter of abortion is a matter of state law. Whether, uh, whether abortion is criminalized or not would be a state. Decision. Most, the overwhelming yeah. majority of law is state law, yeah. not federal law. So let's say tomorrow or today, Roe v. Wade is overturned. We're like, okay. oh, wow, what the hell are we going to do? Right? Let's run yeah. around, right? Um, some states, that would, that, all that would mean is that the states would be free to criminalize it to the degree that if they, they wanted to. If they wanted to. Okay. So in a state, I'm just going to take a guess here, New York, California. Oh, sure. You know, Vermont. Uh, yeah, I don't know where. It just would run guess. Zero change. Yeah. Right? Uh, Texas. Probably. Alabama. Right. Mississippi. Mississippi. South, South Khaki. Would would likely criminalize abortion up to and including in cases of rape. Yes. I mean, they just criminalize across the board. Right. I'm just guessing. No, no. That, right. Well, and that's a reasonable guess. Right. And I think what you said before about what most people would say uh, as to what would happen, I think that's probably right. accurate too. Right? And then in the middle, states like North Carolina, which are, you know, seem like they're balanced. Purplish. Purplish would probably criminalize it to some extent or make, right. or they would certainly they would restrict, for, I guess it's restricted. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have, you know, 15 year old kids out right. there doing that without consent of their parents and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Right. And there might be states that say, you know, uh, no abortion, but for rape or incest where there's typical yeah. ones or yeah. health of the mother. Yeah. Health of the mother. Yeah. But, I, but the states would make those determinations and, and hopefully that would reflect the will of the citizens of the state. So um, theoretically. Right. But it wouldn't. But nothing know, happens tomorrow. Nothing happens tomorrow, and ultimately, I would say, you know, not knowing much about politics myself, um, nothing happens. Much happens, really. Yeah, across the board, like it's not. That's well, so many people play in the short game, in my mind. They're, I just think that you know, then uh, here's my biases. I blame the media for not doing a very good job, and that's not everybody. I mean, sure, there's a lot no, of people no. that do, but yeah, particularly national media doesn't do a very good job, and I don't mean they don't do a good job of covering things and i just i don't no. i don't i think that they we've gotten a little away from reporting to editorialize right yeah. well i was going to actually I, that might be true i was going to say they just don't they're not thorough and i think that's i guess this one i, I, I think that i won't disagree but i think right. that's a result of the fact that well we're just not going to talk about all the things yeah, because don't they don't know. fit what we you know and that's a true across sure. the board but anyway anyway you know what none of that has anything to do with role in the open so let's do that. All right, let's do that. We're and back. we're back. It's good to be back. And it's good. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. You are wearing uh, the GORUCK F3 Nation Heavy shirt. Yes. I am wearing underneath my Adidas pullover, which I wear every single day like Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which you're basically Steve Jobs. Ah, GORUCK. Let's see, 11... 1119, that's November. That would have been, uh, what, Sandhills? Was that, really? Is that what that was? Was that Sandhills? Or was that... Uh, Blur. November? I don't know. I got 100 of them. <sighs> or 17 of them. Yeah, every bit of that, right? But the, there's, there's a swath of them right in the middle here 
that all look identical basically on the yeah, front and yeah. they're different on the back. Oh, okay. And so I don't, I don't often know. I got a stack so, of them. I yeah. you know, wear them all the time. I know. I'm a believer. Also, uh, issued to me this morning. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, look at that. From Coco. Coco. Who's the a... Nantan of F3 Salt Lake is yep. a distinctive sticker. So I got yep. a sticker on the back. Yes, I have to decide where to, where to affix this, but yeah. I certainly will fix it. And you know, uh, and uh, funny, and I didn't think about it, but uh, then actually I met uh, Coco on, on uh, said heavy. Oh, yeah. That was not intentional. Uh, He's a uh, Provo native. He is not a Provo native. He's a Churum guy. Who moved to who moved to the Salt Lake area? Yes, and to work for Intermountain Healthcare, which is a very uh, large and prestigious uh, healthcare company. Some that, some that some call it the atrium of uh, Utah. It could be likened unto the atrium of Utah. It for those of you much. who are not uh, denizens of the New Jerusalem or North Carolina in general, uh, atrium is a giant healthcare system. It started yeah. in Charlotte spread itself out yeah. everywhere all over everywhere. swallowing yep country and hospitals Mountain is, is sim- similarish out that yeah. way okay uh, so he took a job out there uh and he said hey i want to plant some f3 out here and they are growing like weeds and uh, i've been out there and visit them a couple times and man i see some great you know i'll tell you what every single time i see a picture from those guys it's just i mean utah is just unbelievably it really is picturesque yeah it really is it is uh it's so different than than here um and but uh it is. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. Various members of my staff are walking are they, behind me, like, and every time I do, I say, oh, "Who's that?" Who's that? Who's <laughs> they're like, "Oh, the boss is yeah. facing the other way. We can and walk out right behind him." No, no, no. Darkness. Yep. But I can see the reflection in darkness. In his eyes. Limpid. The limpid pools of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got a quick um, uh, butcher's words. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, at the uh, behest of my law partner, Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones. I began watching Ted Lasso. I'm not familiar. Ted Lasso on... Uh, it sounds like a Western? On Apple TV. Oh, okay. It is not a Western. Here's the improbable backstory. I'm ready. Ted Lasso, American football coach. Oh. Coach of... Uh, is, is this real? Is no. there really a guy named Ted Lasso? No, it's the show. Okay, well, I didn't know if it was like based on some guy named Ted Lasso who's actually an American football coach. I wouldn't know. No, and you're, you, when you hear the rest of this, okay, go you'll ahead. know. All right, American this, football coach, go yeah. on. Like a Division two team somewhere in Wyoming. Quits his job uh, after, the, after winning a national championship, like a Division two national championship. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Takes a job coaching an English Premier League soccer team. Yes, different sport. Although yeah. they call it football. It's football. Football. That's it. <laughs> and uh, there's various reasons. I don't want to give you too many spoilers for sure. why he wants to do it. Okay. Why he thinks it makes any sense. He's got a sidekick, like an assistant coach he takes uh-huh. with him. I don't know anything about soccer either. And they, <laughs> they go to, I guess, a real town. It's called Richmond is the town. Sure. I don't know if that's a real team or real town. There's probably a Richmond in uh, uh, England. I think so. Right. Here, so yeah. right. And uh, begins coaching this English Premier League team. He has zero knowledge of the game. Doesn't know the game at all. At all. Had never played it. Doesn't know it. How did they? Okay. So it's his, a show. Okay, I got it. Got anyway, it. Yeah. the reason why they hire him to do it is uh, for those who of you remember the movie Major League. You know, the owner hated the team and wanted yes. to destroy it. It was a woman hated the team, so the woman she, hires, yeah, she's trying to kill it. Yeah, this is not too much of a spoiler because it comes out in the first right. five minutes. Right. She literally hires the a guy who's comically unprepared to succeed to punish her ex-husband from whom she took the team in a bad divorce. (laughs) So she brings in this guy, Ted Lasso. Uh And he's the actor. I have a little trouble with these these actors because their names is Jason Sudeikis. 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 A lot of letters in there. Yeah, yeah. He did uh, Saturday Night Live stuff and very funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's got a big mustache. Okay. And he plays a guy, I (laughs) I think, from Kansas. Okay. Oh, I know. The team's in Wichita. Wichita. College. Oh, okay. so even better. Yeah, so yeah. he's yeah, and he's he's just got so he's all just these, a good old midwestern got all these homilies. He's yeah. funny, and uh, the Brits just hate him. Oh, I'm sure, just just hate him. They call him wanker. <laughs> They're angry as hell that he's there, and his co- uh-huh. his whole coaching thing is basically I can coach any sport, right? Because at this level, you already, I'm not coaching the skill. I'm coaching the teamwork. And teamwork's always the same. That's kind of he doesn't say that, but that becomes. But clear. that's sort of his. 
So yeah. he figures out who the key guys on the team are, like the, the natural leaders, right. and uh, wins them over uh-huh. um, with colloquialisms. Yeah, yeah, partly, but yeah. partly he figures them out. Yeah, he figures out what makes them tick, what their desires are. He figures out how to motivate them, and like a couple of them are aware that it's happening. Okay, and are reluctant and mad about it. You're not gonna do that to me. Yeah. And like, but he does. I've got your number. That's right. I've got your number. I see what you're doing here. And he just, and he just slowly, and he's just, it's a, well, the reason why I like it and I'm recommending it as Butcher's Word here is it's a really weird offbeat leadership study. Yeah. Okay. It's and, and, and about group leadership. So like there's this kind of goofy equipment manager nobody listens to and they stuff them in dirty you know uh, okay. sock yeah, yeah. Stuff. wedgies and, but this guy knows a lot about sock mm-hmm. and oh, okay uh, so he gets a lot of information from so this like, guy so lasso's hitting he just gets information. you know like he'll walk down the street and you know some fans will yell at him and he's like well uh, what do you think we should do and they're like you really won't know besides going and jumping out and he's like besides all that yeah i really he's got southern actually yeah, like, yeah yeah really tell him tell me what i should do i mean i'm just trying to win tell me what i should do yeah if you really won't know what you should do is well you should play this guy more forward wing backwards and, yeah, yeah. and they just lay it out yeah. they lay it out and he's like all right that sounds reasonable i'm gonna talk, talk to my boss about that that's all and uh he knows everybody's name i say so then pretty soon the country loves him he knows alr not, he knows everybody's name he remembers their stories uh-huh. he talks to everybody he never loses his temper uh, he accepting the exact right moments. He uh, and he slowly, inexorably, turns the morale because it's not a talent problem. The team's not doing right. well. Right. It's a morale problem, a leadership problem. Yeah. And that's what he solves, which usually is the problem. Which usually the problem. So I binged it. Yeah. He binged it. And you loved it. He watched it one, one show after another. He, he didn't leave the couch. Yeah, he just kept watching and watching and watching and watching. Didn't I? Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. That's not bad. Right. Pretty good. Uh, I mean, you don't have a lot of voices, but that one's not bad. I do what I can do. (laughs) I do what I can do. I'm so jealous of Dark's hair and his ability to. uh, No, no, no. His mimicry is uh, is crazy good. That's why you know. It's crazy good. I'm only good at two things brushing my hair and pretending I'm Jamie Vance (laughs) Rosemary. Nailed, period. It, period. I don't know how far it'll get me in life. But so uh, <clears throat> I watched that. Yeah, beginning and end. I would. Uh, it's a high rec, high recommendation. I love it, and it's that's Apple, Apple. So that means another Apple thing TV. I have to subscribe to. It's you free for a year. Oh, because I got it to watch um, the movie Tom Hanks and Where's in the Navy. Tom Hanks Dog in the Navy. Something you don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good too. Yeah. Um, that was in a previous Butcher's Word, I think. We talked about that. Probably, probably was. Greyhound. Greyhound. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I just, yeah, yeah. Enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Um, so I got it just to watch that, and I watched that. And yeah, then, and you're uh, like, well, I got it for a year. Man. But Jones is like, man, you got to watch it. You love Ted Lasso. It's right up your alley. I'm well, like, t- I mean, uh, Jones is a, a Midwestern kind of down-home colloquial no, kind of guy. He's, just, no, he's, Charlotte, he's not <laughs> Charlotte royalty. He really is. Yeah, born, raised, bred, never left. That's what he's a big deal around here. Um, That's what we say, man. That is, uh, I like that. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, you know, we quit cable. Gosh, I don't even remember how many years ago. You cut now. the cable? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's bad. Right. My my kids don't even understand what commercials are because they've never seen one until recently. You know, and now everybody's kind of sneaking some in at the beginning or in the middle or something. You know, but mm-hmm. then the mm-hmm. whole idea of a commercial break is beyond them. They don't understand. Like you can't fast forward that. I don't. Like, what, yeah, what we do don't want to watch that. Yeah, um, skip. Yeah, so it's been at least that long. Skip. So, skip. <laughs> Siri, tell, what's going yeah. on around here? Yeah, but uh, the now with all the different services, where it's like, oh, eight bucks for this one, nine bucks. Right. For, pretty soon, I'm like, right back. Where I'm you right start. back where I was. Yeah. But you got what you want. But that is true, and that is the big difference. Right. That is the big difference. You get you get what you want, and you can and you can watch it when you want. Right. And you don't have to worry about as many commercials. Very much like so. so. Very much so. It is a good deal all the way around, and yet. Uh, it is just kind of funny how we thought, oh, look at it, we're saving a hundred dollars a month, or you know whatever it is. Um, but hmm. here we are. So, uh, bookwise, I'm like uh, marching through. The I was just going to ask where you are in the old Perry's. I, I saw I'm some, at, some I'm more on, tweets. Uh, I'm on book book six of fifty five okay. or something. It's <laughs> a long haul. It's a long haul. But uh, I really liked the one you did. Uh, uh, now I'm struggling to remember exactly because you put a couple of them out there yeah because i'm just i'm discovering see if i can just dial that up real quick i'm discovering all this weird philosophy 
uh, embedded in Perry Mason. Embedded in here. And of course, maybe they have no interest in anyone else because they're really kind of lawyerly. But no, I think I they're broader than... Just, I think they're broader because I read them and think, you know, man, that is a good, you know, that's a, that is a very interesting way to look at commitment. Yeah, the guy who wrote yeah. these things... Clearly a genius. Uh, you know, because the character is different uh, in... Um, uh, from the from the sh- from from, from the, the TV the show. old TV show, yeah, yeah. To, certainly from the, the HBO series that just came out, it's different. Here, it is. sure, I'll read this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Perry, this is his. Uh, if, if you remember the characters, uh, Paul Drake is his investigator. Okay, uh, you're a cross between a boy and a philosopher, an impractical, hard-hitting visionary, a damned altruistic cynic a credulous skeptic and a damn it, how I envy you and your outlook on life. I want somebody to tell me that. I was just going to say like, and I know the reason you joined that because I thought Dred read that and he was like, I want to be that. That's me. I want to be that. That's no, me. that's what I yearn to be. Oh, I don't know right. if you're too far off. I yearn to be that. So, um, and then, you know, it's like, I think I said before I'd read a bunch of these before I went to law school, the summer yeah. in between when I was like, when I was getting ready to get out of the army, I read, I don't know why I just started reading them. I read mm-hmm. a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Didn't read all of them. And uh, now, having practiced law 25 years later, whatever, I'm, I can really appreciate them a lot more. Yeah. Well, uh, now you can read them in a much different context right. with a lot more experience. But, uh, you know, if you've read Free to Lead, you know the whole spiel we go on about Jack Reacher and mm-hmm. this is kind of mm-hmm. like uh, male porn, which is this idea of having <laughs> this idiosyncratic loner yeah. who's Just mission, does whatever he wants. He's mission-driven, yeah. doesn't, um, does not... Um, subject himself to the trappings of a normal life right. that would dull his edge and cause and, and him to compromise yeah. his purpose. Answers to no man. Right. Nor so that's institution. that I didn't realize it because when I was reading this the first time I hadn't thought of all that stuff up and that, but now I realize that Perry Mason is one of those guys in a long yeah. line, yeah. Travis McGee and, you know, Jack Reacher. And it's like, you know, guys just love this idea. It's like, I don't have to compromise I don't have a mortgage to pay. Right. I don't have right. car payments. I don't have a boss who's like, I should just go tell him to go jump in the lake, but I, I can't take you that can't risk. Because yeah, I got a family I'm working, to feed. Yeah, I'm gotta... working in a job that's not right for me. You know, I have this dream to do something else, but I can't do it because I got, you know, I got a kid who's got special right. needs. Right. You know, you name right. all, all the, the things, things. All the things. That a true him does. Right. Right. These, you know, when I read about some of the things I see guys doing, I'm like, that's, that's the true him deal, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you're watching any of these. You see these clips where uh, these uh, protesters are walking through the streets, and they'll go up to some people eating dinner outdoors and start yelling at them. Have you seen them? They're crazy, right? Yeah, nuts. And I keep thinking they're going to come up on somebody who's going to be the wrong guy. The wrong guy. Then I thought, man, because these protesters always seem kind of physically out of shape and lame. They are. I'm like, I I would kind of like to one of those guys who gets up and just like just says you know what it's like you just I said you. you just drank my wife's beer uh-huh. and now i'm gonna hurt you and for yeah. that but and I, th- I have that thought right i guess that's a masculine thought i think so it's, it's somewhat and, protector and somewhat, uh you know. and then my next thought is no that's not what i never do it well that's not what a that's not what a real well that's what i mean you could never does. do it because you you've chosen a different life. no you've chosen a different path well yeah and 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 Engaging in acts of violence over disagreements, or even when someone is threatening you, we're just not allowed to do that, Frank. I know. You know, uh, that's not why we're in such good shape and doing all this stuff. No. You know, our job- Actually, if anything, when I'm getting in this kind of shape so I can avoid right. most of that kind of that's stuff. That's right. And our job really is to s- slowly, as best we can, Here persuade- <laughs> Oh, no, it's not- <laughs> Oh, I thought it was a segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, persuade- um, the right way to think. Yeah. Because it's not right to go up and yell, scream at people with disagree. No. Or they don't even actually know. They just go up to Rand. Just going up to I was like one yesterday. Well, it's like they shouted down uh, Rand Paul. They shouted down, you know, like these people that actually have fought on yeah, their side. Just, uh, they, know, they, don't, just, they don't They care. don't know who they're They're yelling. burning down the mayor's office because they don't know. They don't know. You know, whatever. But it's not, you know, it's, of course it makes us mad as men, but, you know, controlling that anger and instead of letting external circumstances drive our mood, right. we maintain here, a here stability of emotion, yeah. which is which is which comes from the, the pursuit of joy, rather consistent pursuit of joy rather than happiness. Yeah. That's contentment. Yeah, and I, I I would hope that if somebody got me on one of those videos, I was the same 
in the face of a rabid mob of protesters as I would be yeah. right now uh, talking to one of my great friends, Dark Helmet. I mean, yeah. because uh, while I'm happy being I'm with you- I might use a little more situational awareness. Yeah. Just in, yeah but, you know. Well, I'm happy being with you and I'd be unhappy having to face- Fair. But you'd uh, have the same level of joy. I'd have the same level of joy. I would hope. Certainly try. Because for a long time, I've been seeking joy rather than happiness. Yeah. I, um, I listened to, uh, I, you know, I never listened to Joe Rogan uh, until. I never have a single time. Really? No, no. Uh, I, was, saw, I, I went to and I was like three hours long. I don't have that. <laughs> I just, I, you know, it's the commute and I'll just, oh, okay, I yeah. just sort of chip away at it, right. you know, over time. Um, it took me like two weeks to listen to one episode. <laughs> but um, but uh, <clears throat> there was, uh, I, there was someone that I really wanted to listen to, a particular person that I really wanted to listen to. Uh, and so, and I listened to that one with that person. And I was like, man, I kind of get why people really dig this podcast. And so I went, you know, I listened to another one. Sure. So I've only listened to like two or three now because they're so freaking long. But, right. um, but this one with Tim Ferriss, I don't know if you heard, or uh, Tim Kennedy, sorry, Tim Kennedy. Oh, I thought you said Tim Ferriss. Cause nope. I, as of three days ago, I had never heard the name Tim Ferriss. And then, so, and then that was number two. That He's was the four-hour work week guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, that's Tim, not who. That's not who. I apologize. I, I sometimes, because I'm like, oh, good okay, leadership that guys. out there for a second? Sorry. No, okay. Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy. He's a uh, special forces ranger, uh, special ops, sniper, all kinds of never heard crazy of stuff. He fought in the MMA. Um, <laughs> well, so I don't anything about the MMA. Well, yeah. and there's no reason why you would, right? Well, but, I might be um, interested in it, but I'm not. Yeah, no, no. Or uh, never have been. Might be. In fact, that's probably the only sport that I actually watch and follow even even slightly. The only MMA fighters I can name are Ronda Rousey, of course. Sure. And Conor McGregor, who, well, Conor McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> it's got no interest in your... <laughs> oh, you'll eat my lucky charms. No, no, he's, <laughs> no. that's horrible. No, uh, I will, well, we can get a big one. I don't know Tim Kennedy, Conor. but you're but saying Tim Kennedy, Kennedy's a, a yank. Tim Kennedy is a, a yank. Well, he's yeah, he's from Irish, California. He's got an Irishy name, is why. So, oh, I see. Yeah. I see. No, he's but um, but he he's probably one of the truest Americans. I mean, just a true patriot. Gets it. Um, okay. Just amazing human being. But uh, he was talking about, and, and he said he was talking about protesters and all this kind of stuff because right. he's very much a believer, uh, whether he knows it or not, in F three philosophy. Uh, I would say he doesn't know it. Um, but uh, in the sense that you know, he knows what he believes, he just doesn't realize that uh, right that it happens to coincide that we copied it and said it first or something sure yes right um good but he, yeah because he was only 12 when we when f3 came to be I, you know fair fair I, mr kennedy but uh you know physical training of the body you know watching what you eat and he's like and they talked a fair amount about it because you know joe rogan is, is a pretty uh fit man as well and seeks to to be yes healthy he's and, uh part of his um, part of his uh yeah. his thing right yeah that's part of his deal All right um, philosophy and uh, yep and he owns uh you know he owns some uh on it, uh, he's a part owner in On It, which is a fit, big fitness company. Is, it, is that similar to CrossFit? Uh, no, it's it's more gear. Oh, gear. Okay, yeah, it's more gear. Right. Um, although they do some some workouts and stuff. You know, they on it, like get on it, like O N N I T. But that's neither here nor there. The point being that uh, Kennedy was talking about the fact he goes, you know, I, I want to walk up to these folks, and he made a similar comment. He's like this, you know, this pear shaped woman who is just so angry, right? That she yells, "I don't give a crap, uh, not crap." Uh, you know, if a fascist died tonight. Yeah, you know, and he goes, I don't even think she believes that. But he's like, but you know, this person who's been so out of control of their life for so long yeah. finally has a megaphone and a bunch of other people who are willing to give her, you know, click no, like hadn't thought of that. and that sort of thing. And so there's just this, it, the rage that they're, you know, spilling over has nothing necessarily to do with even the causes that they claim to espouse, but it just has the fact that no one's ever listened to me. I've never felt like I belonged anywhere. I've never been able to discipline my life. I've never felt like I'm in control of anything in my life. And now suddenly... I can look and go, people believe the same thing I believe. And you know what? I'm just going to yell. it. I don't even care if I believe it doesn't matter. Right. And he says, you know what I want to do is, I, you know, similar. He says, part of me wants to walk up and just, you know, I mean, Tim Kennedy uh, makes people disappear for a living. You know, that's part of what he yeah. does for the army. Right? You know? And, uh, but he says, you know, what I really want to do with him is I want to take her on a walk, you know, grab her hand, take her on a walk around the block. And then I want to recommend a couple of meals for her. And then tomorrow I want to walk two blocks huh. and then I'll walk, you know, huh. You know, like in the same kind of yeah. thinking and philosophy. So, you know, you know we, have, we have two emotions, right? Yeah. The emotion of now and the emotion of the emotion. Side of, we have two, no, but two, two states. We have the, two states. The yeah. emotion of now and the truth of later, I guess. Yeah. I'm making this up. As I go no, no, but I like where your head's at. Yeah. So, 
um, yeah, I watch one of those videos or I'm in a situation, whatever. I yeah. have an, an emotional reaction yes. to it. And it kind of hovers in there. Yep. And then I have, of course, what I believe is the, the timeless things, the things that ever were. Yeah. And the things that always are. Yes. And then, of course, because of, right, of my belief system, I foresee myself standing at the feet of Jesus, having to account for everything I've done and haven't done well in the body. Yeah. And I don't want to say that I took some 23-year-old pudgy kid and right. slammed and his face into the table. <laughs> I mean, I, there's, no, no. No, and that's, there's no call for it, even though, well, you know, I, I mean. Well, you don't I, want to account for that, but you also don't want to, I think you also want to be able to say, I tried. Even though I had that emotion, I, I looked the other way and I turned the other cheek as, as was directed to me. Right. And I took that guy by the hand and I said, hey, man, you're angry and I get it. And you've been, you've been hurt many, many times over. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. I mean, you've done it. You, look, yeah. you've, done it, you've done it. I've tried. You sat in the, I mean, the guy, and I can't remember his name. And so tell me his name when, when I describe, you know, the guy at the, at the poppies. And he says, well, I want a mentor. Yeah. You know, you could have easily said, well, I think you should find you one and gone right back to reading. Am I right? Yeah. Well, but instead you looked up and you said. I did actually for a day. It just took me a day. To that's fine. Yeah. God doesn't care when you do it. It ain't like you got to pay back taxes on your goodness. <laughs> Am I right? Well, let's put it this way. There's a right path and a wrong path. And Fair. I, and I think. Um, and I try and cross it as often as I can. It's a good one. When I see discontented people. Yeah. You know, um, and that's clearly what they are. Right. Right. Some kind of circumstance has uh, bothered them so much that they're enraged yes um that's a lifetime of seeking of happiness has led them yeah to where they yes. are right i keep eating these twinkies and i right. never get full and right. i never get in shape and i don't understand and i now i'm mad that's right um i'm not gonna sit here and tell you i don't care who the president of the united states is or who the uh, well, sure. who are the uh, the supreme court i'll say this it's not that important to me fair and I also, I'm not entirely sure that who I want in the moment is the right person. Sure. Fair. Um, and I think there's, well, that's why there's a lot of things in the Bible about how, you know, God's in control of that too. That gives I me, mean, <laughs> that gives me contentment because I know, well, look, it's my job as an American. Yeah. Uh, not my job. It's my right to go cast a vote. Sure. If you don't want to cast a vote, I don't know that. You know, whenever people say, well, everyone's got to vote. I'm like, I don't know why you say that. <laughs> you know, when I walk in the voting booth and I make a decision, I say, who is the person A, most suited to do this particular job? If I right. know, right. You know, Secretary of Agriculture or something, I may not know. Commissioner. Right. Sure. Uh -huh. um, and who is most likely to do it in the way that I view that you should do it? And I'm basing that on the Constitution. Sure. So basing that on what, say, what I believe to be the article two says the job of the president sets it out in detail and this is what he's supposed to do right, and, right. and what he's not supposed to do. And, you know, but to me, whether the guy wins or not, the, it doesn't affect my joy. I mean, it doesn't, affect, it doesn't need to, it, it, you know, and if uh, it, it doesn't mean anything, actually, it just means that I did what a, I, I exercised my right as a citizen yeah. and pull the lever. Like, and, and so like a word that always kind of throws me off is I say, well, you're a supporter of this president or that person. I'm like, not really a supporter. <laughs> I voted for the guy. Right. Maybe, you know, yeah, I'm a voter. Of. I don't, I don't put political signs in my yard unless I know the guy. Right. So, you know, like mighty, mighty Albate ran for right. mayor and stuff. And a couple I'll, times. Yeah. And no. you know, I'd also if you ask for money, I'd give him money. Sure. Scrappy ran for judge. Yep. And I, you know, donated to his campaign and I would have put a sign in my, I didn't, he wasn't in my, yeah, my was, I couldn't vote for him. Yeah. I couldn't matter. vote for him yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but here's another weird thing. I was telling the guy this morning, I might give a guy money and put the sign in the yard, and not vote for him. I might support him, but not vote for him. Okay. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know what, uh, you know, let's say somebody, I just, I profoundly disagree with his, uh, viewpoint, uh -huh. like I think there's a better guy, right. but I know him and I respect his character, and uh, he's my friend. And he says, "Can I put a sign in your yard?" I'm probably going to say, "Yeah." Sure. And if he says, "Will uh, we support me?" And if he, I say, "What does that mean?" He says, "Will you will you donate to my campaign?" I say, "Yes." Sure. He said, "Do I have your vote?" And I said, "I'll think about that." Yeah. And then I may not vote for a guy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But. I guess that's not, a guy said that too this morning. So that's abnormal. crazy. I don't know about crazy, but it's abnormal. I don't know. To me, abnormal. It's, to me, that's perfectly normal. 
Well, but you're you know, it's the other way that doesn't make any sense to me. You're abnormal, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But to your point, because I guess I'm content. Well, but here's the thing: you're content, I'm but content. also like it, because you're not playing the short game all the time. And that's the thing: is is I have to support this guy, and I have to vote for this guy, and I have to, or and or I'm therefore against him, or whatever. That's short term thinking. It's like the you know I got a, a poster that hangs on the wall. In my office says, "Always play the long game." You're thinking the long game, right? And the long game is whether or not this guy gets elected. You still love them. It's just like you were talking about the other day when you were like, well, I don't necessarily believe in what you're saying, brother, but I believe in you. Yeah, right. You know, right. So uh, that's fair. I think that's similar. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. And I, I think that uh, that's why the, the Declaration of Independence or the yeah, yeah, says uh, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. Right. So the government protects your life. Right. Well, hopefully. Uh, your liberty, so we're free. Also, from, free. Also, from, hopefully, free from the bounds of foreign potentates like the British. Uh, yeah, right. So liberty, and then pursuit of happiness. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee you happiness. It doesn't guarantee you happiness. It just makes some space for you to go chase it yourself. Although I'll tell you, you're probably not going to get it if that's your goal. Well, you, you might get joy. I'm going to say, and who knows what they meant by happiness when they wrote it? Whether or not it fit the uh, the F3 lexicon of happiness, right? Or the but sure. the point being that you're right. You can, in that pursuit, in that chasing, hopefully what you find is, is you do find that contentment. You do find that, that long-lasting. Uh, I, I describe it sometimes to guys as groundedness, you know, an inner peace, if you will. It's that sense that, hey, man, to your point, you know, who, whoever gets elected, you know, November 4th or 3rd, or what's when is election day? November 3rd. Right. So November, theoretically, if, if, huh, if November 4th, we actually know who the president's going to be, that has nothing to do really with whether or not I call, you know, slaughter in the morning and talking, right. you know, talking about something's going on in his life. Right. You know, I didn't do anything for, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, does it affect my life? It will in some way or other. Sure. Do you think, tell me the truth. Do you think that it, it's weird? That probably, but go ahead. We've included contentment as one of our five C leadership virtues. Because I, 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 I'm pretty certain that that is not one that's that on not the list one of most people. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's weird? Uh, I'll say this: I don't know how I took it the first time I read it because I don't really remember uh, the first time I read it and how I took that. And, and especially back then, I probably was just taking it all in firehose style. Like I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. Outside. Um, I will say now that. I feel very certain and have, have spoken on it uh, in front of you know, many groups now um, that it's, it, it, ha- it is, it's one of the things you have to have. And, he, and here's why I kind of say that. And, and, and we've talked about it a little bit here uh, before. Um, so do I think it's weird uh, from a cultural sense? Yeah, probably, you know, because that's not who we think of as leaders. We think of, of guys like, no political commentary here, right? We think of guys like Donald Trump as a leader. You know, he's a leader. He is leading right now, right? You, you think of him as a leader. The culture. The culture does. The yeah. culture I know you don't. Him. No. Yeah. But that's, okay. yeah. You mean the, the culture? Yes. Well, okay. The culture, the culture speaks of him as a leader. Fair. Right. But I think that's what they look at and they go, well, I guess that's what leading is. I think they've resolved themselves to the fact that these are the kind of men, these completely out of control completely oh okay you know i think they're looking at that and going well i guess this is what leadership is and they've sort of thrown up their hands and so i think they would look at contentment sorry i think they would look at contentment and think yeah you know that's weird because you know he's not happy he doesn't look happy he looks angry all the time i don't know do you know what i mean but but i think it's for virtuous leadership i think it is 100 percent essential why do you think uh why why? Yeah. So, from the from the from the perspective of the lead, you know, for the so yeah. you're looking at a leader, and and so I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. You know, I when I look at someone who's in a position like that, and I say, "Am I going to follow this guy?" Yeah, that's what I was just going to get to. And he's discontented, mm-hmm. and I, that means something to me. Yep. And and in the inverse, if he's contented, it means something. To me. What? Why for you? Why? What? What does it mean either way? So somebody threw something out to me a long time ago, and it stuck in my little brain and has has rattled around ever since, right? And it said, "Never take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with." Huh, that's really good. Yeah. Right. And honestly, it's funny because the the 
business consultant that was working with me at the time, he gave me that advice. And then I looked at his life right. and I was like, oh, well, you're fired. Right. <laughs> so it's not, a, it was not his intended right. uh, uh, point, but, uh, but that's never take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. And so to, I hope this answers the question, but when I look at the men that I want to, um, to emulate or the, the leaders that I look at and go, that's a good leader. That's the kind of guy I want to emulate. I, I want those behaviors in my life. I see how, I, th- I think you have to have contentment as one of those leadership virtues because by golly, that's, I think that's the desired end state is joy. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and in fact, not to get too far off in the, in the weeds or whatever, but we have, you know, scripture in our, in, in, you know, some of our modern day scripture that, that we believe in, there's scripture in there that says very clearly, you know, Adam fell that men might be and men are that they might have joy. Like it's, it couldn't be more clear. And so to me, that is, that is the desired end state. And so I think a leader must have that because if that's where I'm headed, that's who I want to follow. And honestly, Dave, that's not to get weird again, but that's part of why I, I was like, you know, be my, be my stone, man. Cause I look at the, that centeredness, that groundedness, that feeling of, I don't need to apologize for anything. I know who I am. I know what I believe. That's the guy I want to follow. I don't want to follow some guy who's going to turn on a dime or blow with the political wind. I don't want anything like that. So there's that consistency element. Yeah. But what is he consistent about? Look, look he'll never hear this, so I don't have to feel too bad about it. My dad is, is the only thing that's consistent about him is, about, is the fact that he's completely inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get in right. any given moment. So consistency, fine. But consistency toward what end? Contentment. I mean, that's, do you know what I mean? Like that's got to lead to, you, 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 you work this consistent behavior so that you land a contentment, so that you land in that yeah, centeredness, that I groundedness. I think if you're a leader who's consistently pursuing joy, yeah, is playing what you call the, the long game. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm... And mean. he's not settling along the way for like jolts of happiness. You know, it's kind of like... Yeah, yeah, it's like a pixie stick. It's an yeah. emotional pixie yeah. stick. Remember, remember pixie sticks? Oh, yeah. You know, from yeah. you millennials, it's basically a cardboard tube full it's of sugar. It's just a sugar. Yeah. sugar. <laughs> Imagine a straw. That's right. Full of sugar. So the worst thing you gave a kid, right? Yeah. So, uh, But I think that following leaders who are seeking emotional pixie sticks, I don't trust the guy. At all. I don't trust him to stay the course of the principles that govern whatever organization that we're part of, like, you know, whatever group rather, we're part yeah. of, whether it's a community organization or a team. It's that along the way, if he loses heart, becomes unhappy, he'll seek happiness somewhere. He will look for the next he, emotional pixie That's state. right. And then in so doing, compromise the long-held principles, which require joy to achieve because, you know, each given day you may not get there. And uh, that's why I wanted to include it as one of the virtues because I myself have never trusted a discontented leader. Yeah. Now along those lines, that doesn't mean complacency. You know, someone who's like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't like, mistake that. Right. It's not that, that bullfroggy vision. So well, there's I've, no joy in complacency. Right. There isn't. That's right. That's right. But I think a lot of people sometimes confuse complacency and, and contentment, sure. but um, it's, I want to well, be comfort zone. Lie, right. Yeah. I would come. Yeah. Exactly. I want to follow leaders that are, content in the sense that it's joy that they seek, but they're not complacent and they, they think they've arrived someplace themselves. Yes. That they're constantly urging the, the group uh, of which they are a leader, constantly urging that group to accelerate to advantage for all involved within the guiding principles that the group is based upon. Yeah. So for us, for example, for <clears throat> F3, if I suddenly came run in a room and said, all right, I just had this great idea. We can start charging for workouts and we can get money. We can do this. We could, and I, well, what are we going to do with that money? We're going to build this huge, you know, rescue center for all. It's like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. We're going to, we're going to go rescue all the turtles on the ocean, right? All the turtles that lay eggs, right? Right. But we're going to start charging for you workouts. Guys are like, you're like, but why? Yeah. But why? Well, that's, that's what I want to do. Like, but you guys wouldn't say why you'd say that violates the first core principle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'd say, well, I don't care why. Why? Because I want that feeling of happiness, like being able to like cut that it. I did something. I did something. Yeah. Well, right. And that's in, that is in, in a discontented leader seeking pixie sticks, emotional pixie sticks of happiness rather than the, the good, the, the meat, right? The nutritious. Yeah. Sustaining. Sustaining meat and vegetables. The meat and three of joy. Right. 
<laughs> this is how we do it. We just make it up. Yeah, that's 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 going in. Man. That's right. Well, like that's you know, you know you're like you know uh, when you're a kid, and your mom's like, you're like, I want a snack. Well, dinner's gonna be in an hour. I just want you're gonna eat a bag of potato chips. Yeah, right, you're gonna right. eat a bag of half. My wife I'm gonna lay down. A, I'm, like, gonna, I'm gonna lay down a plate full of joy in an hour. Right. But you but you're you, demanding a bag of happiness right now. And you're gonna ruin your dinner. And you're gonna ruin your dinner. Yeah. Seeking happiness now will ruin your joy. Meat in three. the same way. You gotta wait meat for meat and wait three. for the meat and three, my young helmet. Indeed. Won't you do so? Wait for the meat and three. Wait for the meat and three. You by golly darn sure I will. It takes courage. Next week. Uh all right. <laughs> in your room. Can I tell you something? Yeah, yeah, please. You still got up. <laughs> Podcast face. <laughs> Yeah, you got a podcast face. Yeah, this podcast yes, face. Yeah, yeah. Now that people have seen it, can't say you know. See, this doesn't work anymore because they can see our face. I know, I know. They know how extremely handsome I am. Uh, a lot of people say it. I know. Now the kitty's just walking around <laughs> with a Frank mask on. Dread. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Can I ask you yeah. something? Yeah, I'll do anything for you, man. Go do something good. I will. Gotta go. You got to accent. To eight the positive, Elim, mine it to negative, latch on to the affirmative, don't mess with Mr. In Between. You got to spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum, have faith or pandemonium, liable to walk upon the scene. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Oh, listen to me, chillin' Anna. You will hear about the eliminating of the negative and the accent on a positive. Gather round me, chillin', if you're willing, and sit tight while I start reviewing the attitude of doing right. You got an accentuate the positive feeling. I need the negative land.